Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, total value of secured loans granted and registered by banks and specialized deposit-taking institutions reaches almost 6 billion cities at the end of June this year. Also coming up, government borrows 11.90 billion cities via T-bills in August, a 3.21% increase over the previous month. And the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission responds to concerns by the Ghana Hotels Association over high utility tariffs. Are the hoteliers satisfied? We'll find out. My name is Daryl Kwal. Thanks for joining us. Details coming up. And first up, total value of loans secured through the collateral registry reached almost 6 billion cities at the end of June this year. George Afi has more from the latest report released by the Bank of Ghana. The report showed that almost 6 billion Ghana cities were disbursed from March to June this year and were based on items that were submitted to the collateral registry to cover this credit. This amount represents more than a 15% jump over what was given in the same period for last year. Commercial banks accounted for almost 5 billion Ghana cities. This credit was special deposit-taking institutions accounting for the rest. The report also revealed that the total number of collateral registered went up by more than 15% to hit over 50,000 items. More than half of the searches on these items came from persons that wanted credit from savings and loans companies. The collateral registry is a body established by the Bank of Ghana under the Borrowers and Lenders Act to help borrowers register their movable and non-movable assets to help secure credit from financial institutions in the country. Now, the government borrowed 11.90 billion cities via treasury bills in August. This is a 3.21% increase over the previous month. On a monthly basis, the yields on the 91-day and 182-day bills surged 178 basis points and 147 basis points, respectively, to 27.02% and 28.62%. Analysts foresee investors bidding higher yields for the T-bills in September as the government continues to show signs of reliance on money market funding. Meanwhile, the government plans to borrow 2.60 billion cities on the money market this Friday to refinance maturing T-bills worth 2.43 billion cities. Let's turn to other news now. A week after the, they petitioned the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission, the PRC, the Government Hotels Association has gotten a response to their concerns about high utility tariffs. A letter to the Ghana Hotels Association basically 
vehicle that hotels fall under commercial cons customers category for water billing and highlighted a reduction effected in February 2023. The PRC also in its response said it would continue to engage the association and all other stakeholders. But is the Ghana Hotels Association satisfied with this response? Dr. Edward Akademike Jr. is president and he joins me on Zoom uh, to respond. Uh, so the PRC has written to you based on your petition. Does the response address your concerns? Captain Darrell, and good afternoon to your viewers. No, it does not. It does not. Very far from uh, addressing our concerns. You remember that our concerns related to the tariff adjustment for February, March, April, and May, which went up by 167. Uh, Percent as against the 8.3% announced by the PRC. Now, in this letter, no reference is made to that particular issue, except to say that they uh, announced the recategorization of consumers in May 2023. May 2023, when this whole thing it's in reference to February 2023. So as at February 2023, in which consumer category did the hotels fall? Because we used to be in the non-residential category. We were not informed about changes prior to the first February adjustment. We were not told anything at all. Only for the bill to come and then we had been placed in the commercial category and which is why our uh, tariff went up that high by 107%. So the PRC has not addressed our concern. In any case, why the migration from the non-residential category to the commercial category? What's the basis? What's the reason? What's the justification? Why were we placed in the non-residential category in the first place over the years? And who did they explain uh, the justification for that migration? You see, these are questions that the PRC must respond to. And stop dodging uh, the issue, Senator. What were your expectations based on the petition you presented? Now, we made it very clear that for the month of February, March, April, and May, the PRC must direct the Canada Water Company to revert that 167% increase back to the 8.3% increase. So that, that that huge debt that they have created for the hotels will be wiped off our bills. That was a very simple uh, request that we placed in that petition. And surprisingly, they did not even mention it at all. Okay, except to say that uh, the Ghana Water Company will agree to uh, schedule Payments. You've created an illegal debt for us, and you wanted to go into discussions with Ghana Water Company to schedule the debt that you've caused us to, to create in our business. I mean, who does that? And so, I mean, reading the, the response to your petition, it seems to address uh, concerns to do with water. Is that the only concerns you have? Well, for now, 
in relation to PURC, that is our main concern. Uh, the press conference raised some other five points which relate to uh, the Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture, the Ghana Tourism Authority, the Rose Highways, and the Finance Ministry or the Ghana Revenue Authority. But in this particular petition, the, our main issue has to do with the water tariff. We don't have a challenge with the electricity uh, tariff for now. We don't. Because we've not been migrated to any new category when it comes to electricity. It is uh, the water categorization where PRC, for whatever reason, has decided to push us into a new category and uh, pushing this new tariff down our throat. And, and so what next from here? The PRC says it's willing to engage some more. I don't think that PRC is interested in engaging us. They are not. If they were, I'm sure by now we would have had a meeting with them. They would have invited us to the offices for a meeting. They are not interested in any engagement. They are only interested in pursuing the agenda that they have. We will also pursue our agenda by appealing to the Speaker of Parliament because we cannot allow this injustice to go on. So that February, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, make the so, point. So that being for February, March, April, and May must resolve. They have to refund that uh, 107% increase in the tariffs back uh, to, to, to the 8.3%. That's the only way that we will be satisfied with it. Then we can talk about the new migration that they give to us. The justification for putting it in commercial. When we don't, water is not a main uh, commodity for business, you're putting it in a commercial category. Why? Do we use water to produce uh, uh, mineral water? Do we use water to produce a uh, juice? Well, it's only part of the services we provide. Yeah. And that was the reason why the hotels were placed in non-residential category. To take this uh, service that we are offering to people into consideration. And also because tourism and hospitality is contributing significantly to the economy. Okay, so don't overburden us. And then we turn around and say hotel rates are expensive in this country. And so you say the next step would be to petition the Speaker of Parliament? Yes, sir. That's what we intend to do. In fact, we wanted to exhaust all the avenues. And I'm sure you are aware that we even petitioned the Grand Tourism Authority and copied the Minister, copied the Parliamentary Select Committee. So, so as it is now, the PRC, so it's obvious that they, are, they have given us a terminal response. In other words, that's what we've done. We won't change it, we won't do anything about it. Uh, well, um, so what, what, what exactly would you want the Speaker of Parliament to do about this? We want the Speaker of Parliament, hopefully, to invite the PRC to justify why they migrated us from that non-residential category to the commercial category, and why they slapped us with that 107% increase from 1st March to 31st May without any prior notice to us. Without any prior notice. Okay, so you're expecting a bill in a certain range, and then it goes up 167%. And now you are saying that we should schedule the payments we should meet Ghana with that company and schedule the payment to that debt that has been created over that uh, four months. 
of higher 67% increase within the priorities. That is not fair. And we are talking about livelihoods here. We are talking about people's uh, butter and bread. Mm. We should not joke with this matter. And I think if we don't handle this matter, well, we are setting a very bad precedent. And I don't think there will be any trust with anything that comes with the purity if this is allowed to, uh, to go. How soon do you hope to do that? Petition the Speaker? Well, we, we, we just got their response today. I'm discussing with my, my executives, I'm sure by close of the week, we would have started the process. Uh, we need to know exactly uh, what route to use to ensure that it gets the Speaker's attention as soon as possible. All right. We'll keep following. Uh, Dr. Edward Akunyamike Jr. is president of the Ghana Hotels Association, uh, responding there to a letter written to them uh, by the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission in response to a petition over high utility tariffs. Let's move on now. The International Advertising Association's Africa Rising Conference is open in Accra. The conference, which hosts some of Africa's most influential marketing communications professionals, is deliberating on how brands can leverage artificial intelligence, sustainability, and other key areas in delivering value. Here to discuss... On our Let's Talk uh, Tech segment, Henry Kobler, who is lead for Eyes of Africa. Uh, good afternoon to you, Henry. So, I mean, I think it's interesting that uh, these professionals are discussing how AI, they can leverage AI in the online advertising space. So share with us how AI is transforming the online advertising industry and what the benefits are, really. Thank you very much, Tarot. So um, generally, we, we, we're seeing the evidence of AI relatively in um, a lot of sectors, and it's not surprising that advertisement is sort of uh, looking into that space into um, taking advantages of that. I mean, if, you, if you're actually a very constant user of, let's say, uh, media in terms of, let's say, um, sports, you realize that AI is being used in terms of advertisement of billboards, where, I mean, it's used in proper targeting of audiences. So the kinds of um, advertisements you see in, in ads basically uh, on sports per se basically changes. And so you're looking at how the, the there's more personalization and targeting based on geological areas and the interest of users coming to play. And so looking into that space for advertisement for, for different sectors relatively, I think that comes at a, at a very good point for the marketers and companies that are looking into uh, taking advantage of the, the algorithms in that space. Uh, for me, generally, it comes in as um, one of those most important spaces where it needs to, first of all, be developed and then taken advantage of it. So definitely, we didn't have the, the maximum effectiveness of it now because it's sort of um, a developing tech. It sort of continues to evolve. And so we sort of have to look at the ways where it takes advantage. Again, we're looking at uh, advertisement coming in in terms of machine learning. And so there's sort of quite a number of um, learnings that these um, algorithms need to do to sort of understand the interest of people, the interest of marketers, who exactly they're they sort of targeting and how these advertisements plays into sales for, for the companies. Yeah, I guess there are limitations to add there. Quite a lot of limitations. I mean, it's, it's a very evolving tech now. Um, you're having very few, um, even, even if you're taking Uganda, definitely you're looking at very few AI developers that are available to sort of implement some of these things. The, the most important ones we're seeing here, again, starts to just be social media platforms, which is taking advantage of AI now. And uh, sort of they also now 
I mean, playing along the algorithms to sort of see the interest mm. of users that are out there. So uh, we're actually going to have a bit of a, a road which will come in terms of the development of the tech itself. But again, you're also looking at how AI sort of um, might not necessarily understand the emotions and uh, uh, and play on the emotions of the users that are out there. So it sort of sort of shows out anything to them because of uh, interest or um, what they are sort of quite used to or the kind of pages they're sort of following and all of those things. And so they might not have the emotional intelligence to sort of show advertisement uh, based on that. They might not also understand policy at, at some point to understand, let's say, if you do an advertisement to uh, on, on, on platforms, um, how you sort of understand who is looking at these advertisements, whether they are minors, and uh, to understand their age differences and what to exactly show them. And so those are some of the limitations you're sort of going to see um, with AI coming in. But generally, I think that there's quite a lot of improvement that is going. I think Henry is frozen there. Uh, we'll try and reestablish contact with him, but we uh, we are discussing artificial intelligence and how uh, businesses uh, in the advertising space, online advertising, can leverage artificial intelligence to stay competitive. Uh, and he was just enumerating some of the limitations as well as some benefits as well. Uh, we'll continue that conversation when we have um, Henry back on. But leading real estate company Elegant Homes is offering its customers 10% discount on all purchases made, according to the business development director, Dorothy Kwashi, the company is committed to providing quality housing solutions to clients. She has been speaking to Joy Business ahead of the Ecobank Joinies Habitat Fair. Are you looking for a safe, luxurious, yet affordable home? Elegant Homes has just the right house for you at affordable prices. Ahead of the Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair, we caught up with the Business Development Director of Elegant Homes and General Construction, Dorothy Kwashi, to find out what unique offers they have available for potential customers. Elegant Homes is a construction and real estate development company. We've been in business for close to two decades now. And aside the estate that you see here, we have also executed some landmark projects. In fact, uh, we build for people, we build for institutions, and then we do other personal jobs. And then we have another sister company, Elegant Homes Products Limited, that fabricates and sells high-quality UPVC windows, doors, profiles, gypsum adhesive and accessories. So basically, that is how it has been. Tell us about um, the, why you decided to be part of this year's Ecoban Journey's Habitat Fair and how long you've been with us. Um, we've been with the Ecoban Habitat Fair for quite some time now. And I think uh, the result is quite overwhelming. And normally, it's a time for us to advertise to also meet prospective clients and then eventually generate leads that will lead to sales. So that is the main idea or the brain behind we partnering 
multimedia for Habitat Fair over the years. We have different models as, as you can see here. We have from three bedrooms, we have four bedrooms. We have different types of three bedrooms. We have the standard executive, we have the executive, and we have um, different models. The basic one is a three bedroom uh, detached with a two and a half bathrooms and then it comes with a fitted kitchen, it comes with a store, and we come, it comes with all the niceties that one can get. And then we have four bedrooms also. The four bedrooms is what we'll be showcasing today because over the years we've always been showcasing our three-bedroom house. The four-bedroom detached single story has a living and a dining area. You have a family area as well. You have all bedrooms and suites. You have a fitted kitchen with a store. And then it comes with one bedroom boys' quarters. And then basically it's seated on a 100 by 80 feet plot size. The company being privately owned seeks to provide housing solutions to clients looking to invest in quality properties in Ghana. Coupled with a flexible payment plan, buyers stand to enjoy a 10% discount on all purchases made from elegant homes. This is the house we'll be looking at. It's a four-bedroom house and it's called Aurora, Aurora House. It's one of our four bedrooms and you can see it's a contemporary design. It looks very, very exquisite, very nice. Also, follow me. Okay. It is very simple and very nice. So this is the living area for the house. And this here opens onto the terrace. So we could have just entered from here if we wanted to sit here. You just open, slide open, and then you can sit there comfortably. And that is the lovely dining area that you can see around. Well set. The dining is quite close to the kitchen because um, as part of the theme for this year, we are looking at affordability, we are looking at comfort, and we are looking at luxury. But here in elegant homes, you can have all the three, and you will still pay very affordable price for it. So this is the kitchen. Um, a house must be very functional, very spacious. You can see, when we talk of a fitted kitchen, this is what it comes with. This is the microwave, and then this is the oven. You get it, very new. And then you have the cooker, and then you have the extractor. You get it, and then you have your double door fridge. Very spacious kitchen for any family size. Yeah. We come to the family area. As I explained earlier, the four bedrooms have two sitting areas. So we landed in the main area, the living area, and then this is the family area. The family area enables the family to sit. And so for those who have uh, growing up children, it is always good to keep them here. You can have their PS5 or whatever here, so that they are always here playing. They don't get to uh, disturb you when you have your formal guests. So this is the family area. So this is a four bedroom. This is a four bedroom so house. So it means it has four washrooms as well. Yes, in fact, it's four and a half because you have a visitor's washroom, yeah. and then each room comes with a toilet and shower, okay. and then you have a boy's quarters attached to it that also has a toilet and shower in there. Okay. 
and then this is a mixer top. You have a hot and cold. Built by a driven team of experienced developers, the houses have many unique features ranging from state-of-the-art washrooms to in-house speakers in all rooms in the house. It opens onto a very nice garden. See, there's the garden. Do you accept people who want to stay for short periods? What's um, you see, sometimes um, we don't want to talk about this because this is uh, one of them. Um, prime residential areas we are trying to create as much as possible. You don't want to commercialize it as well, knowing very well that sometimes when you open the floodgates, you, you have everyone coming in. And that was uh, a tour of elegant homes. Uh, you saw my colleague uh, uh, Jesse Agbako. Uh, with the director, I think, of the Elegant Homes, um, and is ahead of Ekubang joining Chapter Fair, and so you're all welcome to the fair once it gets underway. Now, uh, back to our earlier story to do with um, artificial intelligence and how online uh, advertising companies can leverage it to stay competitive. Uh, we, are, we are having back on with us Henry Coppola, lead for Eyes of Africa, to wrap up on the conversation uh, we lost you, Henry. Um, we're talking about the limitations placed uh, by AI when it comes to online advertising, and I believe you made your point on that. I'm just wondering, though, how can businesses, because every business is in to stay competitive, so how can they leverage AI in order to stay ahead of competition, bearing in mind these limitations that you enumerated earlier? Okay, thank you. So I think that what um, companies could definitely start doing, I mean, they could start looking in, into, I mean, training of uh, developers and uh, marketers that are really going to start looking into the computerizations of, of the advertisements. I mean, that's the very first step. There's sort of supposed to be some level of investment that should be placed um, on, on this, where you're going to get people to be trained properly, to basically be able to give you proper KPIs and then return on investment um, whenever you're putting your money into advertisement. The second thing that could be done is also deploying, I mean, uh, funding into, I mean, acquisition of some tools. I mean, generally, uh, there are quite a number of AI tools that are available in terms of leveraging on them to be able to be used for advertisements, to be able to be used for content creation, advertisement creation, advertisement placements, and all of those things. Mm. And so the deployment of um, funding into these uh, tools definitely that's one of the things where we should be looking into. And again, I mean, companies definitely could also start looking into, I mean, being able to build the foundation in terms of uh, the policies that surround this. I mean, definitely we, we always look at using foreign tools and uh, people and developers and all of this. I think that we have to start looking at local content creation uh, in terms of policy guidelines to be able to guide some of the limitations that would come in in terms of emotional pointers, policy, um, policy implementation pointers, um, taxation pointers in advertisements and all of those things. And so that could definitely come in where, I mean, companies could come together, I mean, put into together and round tables and, and could be looking into properly leading the discussions in policies which guides AI in, in advertisement. All right. Uh, Henry Kobler, thank you so much. Um, lead for Eyes of Africa. Appreciate your time with us this afternoon. And that's the marketplace, everyone. Thanks for watching. There is more news on our website, myjournaline.com forward slash business. We'll be back same time tomorrow.